0: Good morning for the Met Radio morning mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and returning to the show, I've got actor Tony Afore returning. How you doing? I'm very well. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Donovan. I know. You wanted to come back. Yeah. Yeah. What made you wanna come back? Well, I love it here
1: and it feels like home every time I'm here and I'd love Talking to you about the business, about the work and what I have coming next. So
0: Wow, thank you so much, of C course. listeners. When you're good to you know, when you're good to your actors and actresses, they always want to come back. Yeah, y'all got y'all gotta come on this show. This is lit. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So Tony, mm-hmm. let's get to know you again because yeah. there might be new listeners. They don't know who Tony is. Mm. Do you want to tell them who this mystery Tony is? Well, first of all, shame on them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, hello, my name is Tony Ofori. I am an actor based out of here, Toronto, Ontario, uh, but also in L.A. and New York. Um, I started my career here in the city. I uh, studied at Humber. I did their three-year conservatory. And then from there, I went to study at York University um, and then kind of hit the ground running. Um, I've been on TV shows uh, such as um, Hudson and Rex, Ghost Rider, Star Trek, The Boys, Supergirl. And a stage production such as Actually, Copy That, and Pipeline. And um, I'm currently working on a pretty exciting project right now that I'm happy to share with you guys.
0: Yes, and that's why you're back, because you wanted to talk about your lead role yeah. in a stage play. Yeah. Now, just, you know, give us the background, because you love theater, right? Yeah. What do you say about theater? Because there's some actors and actresses, yeah. when they leave that behind, yeah. they don't go back. Right. Why is that? um
1: well it, theater takes a lot of commitment um for instance I've been in rehearsal since um, since August and uh, we start previews next week um so I'm in previews for about two weeks and then we open the show and the show runs for a month right so it, it's just a um, a long commitment to kind of stick to one project whereas in film and tv it's kind of one and done you go in you film the damn thing depending on uh how much of the episodes you're in you film it and then it's kind of um in the can theater is it requires you to know the whole text from the beginning to the end it's just taxing and it's it, it takes full engagement and not everyone's ready for that kind of work, you know, mm-hmm. um, but I think theater is important because it really hones on your discipline and um, your ability or the need to explore the text and the character every night, the show is gonna be different because you just something rings truer to you just a little bit more than it did yesterday. So even for viewers, no two shows are the same. Every night they come, there's something different, something unique about the show they saw. Um, today than the show that other people saw yesterday um, and and that's all on the actors and you know the tech but also the audience is the other cast member that nobody talks about audience the audience members are very much a part of the entity of the show and that can be intimidating and scary for people to not be able to get a a take 2 at something you know it's kind of do or die out there and you have hundreds of people staring at you
0: right right and you said some of the greats they do come back they to do. the theater they right do. Yeah. you can't You can't miss out. Well, not miss out. You can't leave what you know behind Mm -hmm. your roots, right? right? It's just like sometimes once you leave the church, you always come back. Some don't. But that's a total different topic. (laughs) I I was just using that example. I feel you, though. You're completely right. Like
1: theater demands a type of authenticity um, every time you do it. And you go out there and it's authentic from the first a word you speak until the curtains come down at the end and not everyone is built for that Some people need a running start at things you know and and no shade on them but like theater it it really demands that you give your everything from the moment the play starts until it ends every night
0: Right. And I like what you said. We were talking off interview. Mm -hmm. You're always going back to it. You've got this project you're working on. So even if the movies and the television shows take off, Mm -hmm. you're always going to go back to theater. 100%. And, you know, my theater
1: community loves me. I love them. I I am constantly going out there to watch my peers work. I just want to see Much Ado About Nothing in Stratford. Amazing artists um, of my peers. You know, last year I was nominated for a Dora Award for Outstanding Performance in a Leading Role in a show called Pipeline. Thank you, thank you. And this year I'm with a phenomenal cast. I'm working on the show, Wild Woman. Written by Kat, written and directed by Cat Sandler. Um, and this is going down at uh, Soul Pepper, which is um, in the Distillery dish- District, the
0: Young People's Theater. hmm mm-hmm. And now the big project that you're working on—that you got a lead. Talk about that. Yes.
1: So, um, Wild Women, um, Wild Woman is a show happening at Soul Pepper again, written by Cat uh, Sandler. Um, I play the lead antagonist of the project, um, and this is about a, uh, a queen. Her name's uh, Catherine Medici. You guys um, might recognize her from um, loosely based off of um, or loosely where Beauty and the Beast got uh, their inspiration from. But there was a queen, uh, Catherine Medici, who married a French king henry um who was uh they were unable to produce an heir uh so um she had to seek consult from um one of the wild men um a part of the court who was a hairy guy um again you can see the correlation um from that to beauty and the beast right so it's a story of a girl that comes to this new country to become a princess uh with lots of ambition and ideas to make this country great um, but is not properly supported and is kind of bogged down by the uh, um, the expectations of women uh, especially of the time of only being only they're, they're only worth being of them having children so her true nature and her true power was not really discovered it's it's a comedy it's a dark comedy. It's very funny, but very dark at the same time. Um, and it's my first time playing um, a villain. Um, mm. So uh, it's been very fun leaning into that All role. Right.
0: so you're a villain. You don't sweep her off her feet then.
1: I attempt to, but uh, he's, 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 he's a villain, man. <laughs> he's got a good heart, but you know, um, it, it kind of speaks to um, nurture and the way we're brought up and how that affects us. Um, in, in positive ways and negative ways, right? Uh, Henry is the type of character that um, was always seeking kind of um, a, a sense of belonging from his father and him being the second born, never really got that because the heir would be the firstborn. The firstborn got all the attention and all the love and Henry didn't really get any of that until some unfortunate circumstances happen, and Henry has to now become king, but even when he has to step into that role he still lacks the love of his father.
0: Okay. All right. So how does it feel later on in your career mm-hmm. playing a villain versus when many actors and actresses start, some right. of them complain, I'm always playing right. the bad guy. Right. What do you say to that?
1: Um, being uh, a little bit uh, further along in my career and being a villain uh, or playing a villain Uh, it's different for me. I can only speak for myself because, um, I, I understand how multifaceted characters and human beings are. No one's just bad and no one's just good. You know, we make bad decisions based off of, again, our character and what we're used to, but no one's completely bad. No one's completely good. So just finding that balance of, yes, I'm doing bad things, but why am I doing it? What do I look to? Uh, achieve by doing these bad things what are the causes and and where does the love lie within that because there's always a sense of um a reaching of love or wanting wanting some belonging or lack thereof of belonging that a character's reaching for when they're playing when they're doing these villainous acts you know so it's never oh i'm just the bad guy it's uh i have tough decisions to make i've had a rough past and this is what has led me to the position I'm in currently, mm-hmm. and it's it's been fun playing with that mentally. Where do I make the shifts? Where do I hold back from being a villain? And when does my my uh, my nurture and my nature fully envelop me, where I can't help but make these treacherous decisions?
0: Right, right, right. But it's always not bad playing a bad guy, yeah. is
1: it? No, it's it's
0: it's fun. It's
1: okay. it's. Very fun, actually. It's All right, my voice even gets deeper just talking. About it. All right well, don't play a bad guy on us,
0: okay? Because we need the good Tony yes. with us. Yes. But what's your encouragement to other actors and actresses where they're tired of playing type casts of the same bad right. guy, the same queen of the wicked witch? Right. They're tired of playing those characters. Well, we
1: need those characters, those characters are what make everything worth watching but also i encourage you to find the love and what you're fighting for you know maleficent is you know the evil witch but you know once you hear her story you know there's a lot of love underneath there Mm -hmm. and jealousy and greed and eventually that takes over which to the outside eye makes her look horrible but like that all stems from love you know if you if you know the the uh musical wicked the 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 evil witch in in, in Wicked was actually the good one in in Wicked when it all started, you know? Just jealousy and circumstances kind of made her out to be the bad one in the story, but it didn't always start that way. So look at the origins of your character and figure out where the love lies. And the direct opposite of, of love is hate. So starting with love and allowing that to evolve is a very strong choice.
0: Or you can do you, all of you yes. are gonna be my prisoner. <laughs> 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 you can take that in a positive, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. Because for some of you, some of you, some of you actors and actresses might be a little bit too nice. <laughs> so you do need to play a bad character to kind of tone you out because we all can't be too nice. Right, right, right. Yeah, we I, we all can't <laughs> be too nice. <laughs> You need to find a balance
1: or otherwise people don't take you seriously, right?
0: Right. But then, I mean, what happens if you just fit good at being bad all the time? That's not a bad idea. I mean, it's a job, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true,
1: right? We, but We there can't may all be... be Romeo.
0: Well, that's true. And I mean, we all get older. But some people, even if they do play Romeo, with mm-hmm. the exception of Will Smith or Denzel <laughs> Washington, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It can work, it right? It can work. It can work. So it's not a bad thing if you're typecast is what you're no, saying. Definitely. Definitely not.
1: You know, in a way, we're all typecast.
0: We are. Know? Yeah. We, people look at us, and
1: they kind of put us in a box. That's the world we live in, the, the world of, a bo- like, boxes. Right. And now, as a society, we're trying to push against these barriers. Right. So we can live outside of these boxes. But in film and TV... You're good-looking, you'll play, like, the love interest. Mm -hmm. If you're funny-looking, you'll play the comedic relief. Mm -hmm. If you're sinister-looking, you'll play the bad guy. Like, film and TV still works in these old, you know, these old formats. Although it's starting to change, but still.
0: Well, it's starting to change. Have you ever got fans that tell you that I don't like that you're playing a bad guy? I don't know. I don't know
1: yet. This is my first time, so... All right. uh, I'll let you know next time I come on right. the show. All right. Next time. Next time. Of
0: course, yeah. you can come back here. You're a friend of the show. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right. So, but no, in any of your characters, let's say, have they not liked it, not liked you playing a good guy, where they say, you know what, I want you to be more romantic. Mm. I want you to be more sexual. Right. Um,
1: no, I feel like I've been typecasted, you know. Um, working professional or like a rookie cop or charming chef, young business owner. Right. And people like that. People it's soft and it's nice to digest and people just like oh that was nice. Oh, I loved seeing you. Mm, ah. You know? But this one, ooh
0: I know Donovan. They may not. They, they may. I may not. You may not. Okay. But it's okay. But you can still come back. Yeah, yeah, of course. But just as long as that realness doesn't come Yeah, no, no, for sure. I (laughs) won't wear black when I... (laughs) All right, so are there other things you're working on too outside of the project? Are you working Mm -hmm. on more TV film? Are you working on maybe writing your own stories? Mm
1: -hmm. I just finished a film called Sway, which uh, was shot um, here in Toronto. Uh, It's a feature film. Uh, It's about um, a football player who... um, was a former former addict and on draft day um he relapses um and uh his his brother has to kind of come to his rescue but in doing that a bunch of his secrets that have been um in the closet have have to be revealed um so that's um that's a thriller um it should come out uh mid next year uh i also shot a tv series called the trades um which is uh by uh, one of the um, actors from Trailer Park Boys. Uh, So I had the pleasure of working on that. And also I'm on uh, the last season of... Um, Star Trek, which comes out in
0: 2024. Wow, last season already for Star Trek? Yeah, one of them. There are three.
1: There's Strange New Worlds, which is still going. There is a Star Trek Pecan, which is shot in L.A., and Star Trek Discovery, which is the one that I'm in, which comes to an end in 2024.
0: Okay, and then yeah. Hudson and Rex.
1: Hudson and Rex were
0: still kicking there as a, a, a young rookie cop. Yes, yeah. and some ladies like their rookie cops. Oh, so nice. <laughs> so nice. No, me. they're not saying so. They just like their rookie cops. <laughs> they do. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Now. To my other question, do mm. you write your own stories? I do see you yeah. writing a story. Yeah, I do. I do write my own stuff. Um,
1: I was commissioned to um, write a theater pro- uh, theater script, um, which I'm currently in the process of writing. And uh, a few of um, my gang and I are... I'm gathering together and writing a short film, Um, just a passion project. So we've been getting together weekly, um, getting pen to paper, doing that. Um, But you know, all of us are working artists, so it's um, challenging at times finding the time to get together.
0: All right, what's a passion project usually?
1: um, It's just a passion project is something that we all really care about um, that we we don't really care how much it costs or how difficult it is to make. We just would like to do it with each other. Okay, um, we're not really seeking to cast outside of the group or hold auditions. Mm-hmm. We want to utilize everybody we have in our pockets, and you know, do it because we love it, not for the money.
0: All right. So you, me, yeah. And Monica, Monica, Oliver. I love Monica. <laughs> I, was just, <laughs> yeah, I was just making up a name. Yeah. So you me and Monica working on a passion yeah. play or passion project. Yeah. What would we be talking about? Like, what do we like to write about? Sex, romance, racism, LGBTQ yeah.
1: issues. Yeah, typically whatever me, whatever is meaningful to us you know um sometimes you would like to see more people of color in period pieces 1500s what do you do you grab your colored folk and you write a period piece and there's your passion project right you just because you you don't see it and you would love to see it and everyone around you is like yeah that would be really cool the love is
0: there so then you get the ball rolling and you get her done right but we talked about that the first time you came on we mm-hmm. need stories that represent our people in mm-hmm. such a positive way 100%. we need somebody talking about who invented peanut butter mm-hmm. the electrician yep. the dishwasher the traffic light like all those these, type yeah. of stories yeah. right yeah
1: okay yeah well i mean and slowly we're starting to talk about it like you know, um, there was a TV show called *The Porter*, which got cancelled. But like, you know, it spoke about um, black people in um, at, at working as porters when um, in, in Nova Scotia, um, just uh, after the the, about the um, prohibition, and and you know, black people that being the the highest job that black people could get in Canada. You know. Uh, highest most prestigious job aside from the trades right uh self-made uh yeah i think it's called self-made which uh talks about a a, a black woman who created like beauty products for black women who then sold it and just kind of built her built her own empire um that that was also um shot and and um produced in in toronto i have a bunch of friends that were on that project but you know there are so many stories like that that need to be told that can be told not everyone wants to give us money to do it so sometimes they just got to be passion projects or we create a pilot and then ask for money like look how good this is people want to see this do you want to give
0: us money so we can make it right 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 did you get to attend the film festival
1: last month no i uh i've been working on this so when i'm in um When I'm in a play, I usually go underground and try not to participate in anything that'll get me drunk or in trouble. Wow.
0: Okay, so what is your message for, let's say, upcoming actors or actresses that are in theater or want to go into theater? What Mm -hmm. do you want to tell them about? Line memorization, Mm -hmm. doing maybe a kissing scene with a person of the opposite sex, or today, the same sex? What do you want to tell them?
1: Um, Well, you have to love... Generally, you have to love acting if you would like to do it because n- not all of the time will you get paid a lot of money. Most of the job we are doing is auditioning. We're auditioning to get a job. And when we audition, we're not getting paid to do that. But we have to dive in fully and commit to to the character and to the story we're asked to tell. So you need to love it. If you don't love it, it will become taxing and it will um, eat at your self-esteem, um, because it's easy to fall into the trap of saying, oh, I'm not good because nobody's hiring me. The job is a lot more complicated than whether you're good or bad. It depends the kind of story that producers or directors would like to tell. And sometimes it's not the version... That you're putting forward sometimes they have other story, they have an, another idea of the story they would like to tell and somebody else tells that story a little bit better at a certain level everybody's good so it's not personal if if you're not hired it all depends on the direction in which they're trying to go but it's very easy for your brain to p- play tricks on you and you start to think that oh i'm not good enough or what i'm doing is not right sometimes you know if you're not putting in the effort, or you're not taking the time it it requires to get off book and you know do the damn thing. That that's on you sometimes. But a lot of the a lot of the time, people are putting their best efforts, and you know the jobs just aren't landing. And again, it's sometimes not about you. It's about the whole story. And for me as an actor, that's something that's been very informative to me. Um, just kind of putting the work first and trying as much as I can to remove the ego. Um, out of the work, not make it about me, but make it about the story that's being told and what I can contribute to help this story be told the way I imagine it being told. At the end of the day, it could go either way, but this is what I've read, this is what I've deduced, and this is how I can help tell the story that I am assuming the direction we're going in right in terms of kissing whatnot, again like typically there are um intimacy coaches or um intimacy directors that um help you through that but um kissing and love scenes uh, and you know sex scenes all of that is they're all a part of the dance They're not separate from the text or the story. They're actually all a part of it. So everything happens leading up to that. And intimacy coaches are very great at helping you embed those sexual relationships or, um, you, you know, intimate relationships into the text. So it's not separate, but everything, it's just cause and effect. So everything flows naturally
0: right 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 and the line memorization what do you say let's say donovan gets stumped on a line and yeah. you're looking at me like, yeah
1: line you know um it's in film and television yeah you 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 just do another take right but um theater you don't theater you don't but like that's why it's important to understand the world and the story you're telling even it's just a line. Yeah, it's, it's great. It, it, it's important to, to know your lines so you push the story, story forward. You know, there are a lot of circumstances in theater. Sometimes a line might slip your brain. But I'm in the story. My colleagues are in the story. We understand the story we're telling. It's very quick and easy for us to pick up and keep moving. In acting, you need to be an expert at instant forgiveness. If you flub the line, the story still goes forward. Yeah, you flubbed it. Okay, good. That's out of the way. Where are we going? We got to keep pushing forward because the story still needs to get told, right? Right. Must master instant forgiveness. And it's super important to understand um, the story you're telling, who you're talking to, and why why you're having this particular conversation? And usually, all that information aids you in, in um, retaining the lines.
0: Right, right, right. Now the writers' strike has ended. Mm-hmm. What do you want to say to our writers and the actors who are still on strike, and no deal has yeah. been made yet across the border?
1: Yeah. Well, I think the writers' strike ne- needed to happen. You know, um, uh, these these people are creating jobs for all of us and they need to be adequately compensated um there's there's no reason why they're doing all this work and people that are just approving it probably not even reading the scripts are making millions and billions but you know writers have to sell their scripts and then still have to like get an uber uber, um job on the side to kind of balance out their lives you know it doesn't make sense that people are making lots of money off of their bread off of their heart and soul and to top it off we add ai in there that are just coming in and just recycling everything anyone's ever written and kind of spitting out material which is not fair to the writers that have created this stuff that the ai is then biting you know so i'm in full solidarity with um the writers um i'm glad that a a deal has been struck and that that means they get to go back to work And all the other actors, eventually the SAG actors, will be able to go back to work. I was very surprised by how affected um, the Canadian industry was by the lack of writing happening in the States. Because we have our own writers, phenomenal writers. We have our own creators and actors, all phenomenal, top grade. Yeah, it's just been interesting for me to also see the discrepancy in in our union and, and the industry from from our end you know how much we are dependent on our american brothers and sisters
0: right 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 and hopefully the actors can end their strikes yes. soon yes oh they will they yes will for sure unless there's uh, an ai tony uh-huh. around there <laughs> uh, i didn't
1: sign anything so <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what would you do if there was an ai tony
1: around there probably is but you know Technically, they can't use them without my consent, you know? All right. And and that's that's what us artists need to remember that us. Um, there's, there should be no negotiation around that because then they can use us for whatever they want and we kind of lose the only thing we have a license to, which is ourselves. And if we sell that, I mean, what, what left? what is there left for us to have control over, you know? Mm-hmm. Somebody else can just take our face and plaster it wherever they want and there's nothing we can do about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, what do you, f- you have listeners saying? But isn't that the future of today? Everything is generated and AI dominated and chat GPT mm-hmm. dominated anyway. So, yeah. what's the problem with that?
1: Well, it's the fact that we are individuals and we should have control of our image, what we say, and um, what we do. If we're living in a controlled society, why should we relinquish our freedom? As a black man, I'm not down to relinquish my freedom. You know, my ancestors fought hard for me to be here. I can't regress, not now.
0: Right, right, right. So don't give up your AI image. Don't do it. Okay, <laughs> all right. And if it's out there, what do you want to tell them? Um. <laughs> you know, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Did you want to throw out your social media platforms? Yeah,
1: I, and like... Um, I would like to say follow me for sure on Instagram, Tony Ofori, Tony underscore Ofori. Um, check me out on, check out my website, TonyOfori.com. Uh, and if you want to grab tickets to um, Wild Women, SoulPepper.com. Um, if you go to Your Visit uh, and then go to tickets, there's a outline of all the different deals that you can get. Um, We got um, preview deals. We got rush tickets. Um, That's when you um, come right before the show starts. Um, And any seats that have been unfilled, they'll give you a ticket at a discounted rate. If you are an artist, you also get discounts. Uh, They're called arts worker um, tickets. You get that at at a discounted rate. And if you are under the age of 25, you get free tickets All you have to do is come on the day, show some ID, show that you're under 25, um, and you'll get um, free tickets. So this is uh, for our previews, um, which start October 5th, and our show opens on October 12th, uh, goes through to the 29th, and uh, the under 25 tickets will work once the show's open as well.
0: All right. Wow, that was 13 years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So,
1: yeah, like, shout-out to, you know, Kat Sandler, um, who is the director of the show, um, Luke Reese, assistant director, my um, co-star, uh, Rose Napoli, who is the lead. She plays um, Kathy, Catherine, um, Rosemary Dunsmore, uh, Dan Monceau, uh Rachel Moore, and our stage um, Manager T, Gabby Sundar Singh, uh, whole ga- whole cast, whole team, Soul Pepper, Wayney Mangesha, shout out them. Yeah, come see the show. It's going to be a great show.
0: All right. Any final things you would love to tell Met Radio 1280 AM?
1: I love it here. Thanks so much for inviting me back to talk about Wild Women. Again, this is a show that I'm super happy about, super proud of. It's a dark comedy. You will enjoy it, and your mind will be blown. So um, get your butts on soulpepper.ca and get you some tickets.
0: All right. And listeners, he said he loved the show, too. So I am glad about that. He loves the show, too. Yes, I do. All right, Tony, I would really love to thank you for coming back, Mm, okay? Thank
1: you. Thanks so much for having me, Donovan.
0: All right. For Met Radio, 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCroxie. I would love to thank actor, you can throw out your name again. Tony Ofori. And thank you so much to the listeners for listening to this episode.